Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
finally come down to Paul and there was a standoff between them. The man said, well, that's not how I get to it. It's, it's, it's my own business. You, you agree to this. Now, you say, what's the story about? What's, what's this about, Brother Don? How many of us claim to be sold out Christians? We've sold out everything to God. Except that one acre. Except that one acre. Now, when God is out there planting that field, God is out there laying back. God is out there watering. God is out there doing what God does to bring that field to harvest. But that man is tearing it up. How many of us have sold that hundred acres, but we're keeping one acre for ourselves? We've sold out everything that we have to God at bottom prices, but we're keeping that one thing. That one thing between you and God that you run by, you tear up everything that God's trying to do in that piece of, in that piece of plan. What would it be? I don't know. A lot of y'all probably won't like me here today. Because the Word of God stands forever. How many things do we allow to be that one acre to where we don't calm ourselves down? How many times have we set and missed the blessings of God because we don't fully surrender that hundred acre? We're just holding on to that one acre, that one thing. If I had to call it anything today, I would call it addiction. You know, the average drug addict, the average drug addict, is more surrendered to their God than the average Christian is to God. Don't you crazy? No. But as a drug addict, and I know I was one, he will lose everything. He'll sell everything. He'll give everything, give everything away. Except for one addiction. How many of us are like that? How many of us have given up everything with that one addiction? It doesn't have to be drugs. But we're all addicted to one thing or another. We're all addicted to one thing or another. It doesn't have to be drugs. It can be anything that you put in place of God. Sports. Our families. Our grandkids. Our great grandkids, our job, fishing, hunting, swimming, going on vacation. Now, there's nothing wrong with going on vacation as long as you take Jesus with you. But how many of us, when we take that vacation, we take that vacation with God? How many times, how many of us will give up everything 
will sell everything except that one acre. And like I say, if I had to call it anything today, it would be addictions. And today, I want to ask you just for a few minutes, what is holding you back? When someone looks at you, what is holding you back? What do they see? I told you our chapter, our verse was going to be John 13, verse 34, 35, and 36. Y'all turn. We'll get on with this. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. Ye also love one another. By this, all, A L L, all men shall know that ye are my disciples and that ye love one another. Go to the Lord prayer. Father God, I come before you today. I ask that you use me just one more time, Father. And you use Samson. Dear God, I pray now that you take this message that you give me. I don't know why you gave me this message. I really don't. But dear God, you said that your word would not return void. So Father, I Call on that promise today that you know what you're doing because I sure don't. I would preach anything else other than the world this is morning. I don't know what it's for, but you gave it to me. I want to just give it to you and let you do it. In Jesus' name I ask you. Amen. Well, that would be neat. I'd start ringing in my ear. All right. They will know you. By this, all, by this, shall all men know that you're my disciples. I want to ask you a question. Does all men know that you're a disciple? When someone looks at you, what do they see? What are they going to say? Are they going to say that that man loves Jesus? What are they going to say? You know, we have many things going on in our lives. Many things going on in our lives that we just skate on by. According to Google, there are 138.5 million drug addicts in the United States. Form of some form of drug some form of addiction. Doesn't necessarily have to meet drug addiction. It can be any addiction. 10% of America. There are 21 million. 68% over the age of 12. 60 million living just forward of disobedience. What do you do? Where do you go? We hide from God in all matters. We hide from God in all different kind of ways. We do everything we can to put on a Christian front. And I discovered something this week, Miss Peggy, that uh, they call cosplay. I had no idea there was a problem. I also had no idea that there were so many that Google 
couldn't number the people that did cosplay. Where are you going? Are we, and I'm not talking about it, but we as a nation, we we love the fact, we scream the fact that we talk in terms of Roe v. Wade. We don't understand the meaning. We put on our Christian cosplay outfit. We yell, we scream, and we holler that God is one. We holler, we scream that, that, that Christ is back on the throne. Well, people like I tell you something, he never left. He never left. God is still in control. He has never abdicated the throne. And the thing that's sad is that seven men, seven men and women, agreed that abortion was wrong. Imagine that. Now, there's 168 million professing Christians in the world. But the world is not over here. The drug addicts outside this town, they don't know we're here. They don't know we're here. We put on our cosplay uniform. We come. We play church for two hours a day. And we go back and just like that man that held onto that one acre, we ain't giving up that one acre. We ain't giving up that one acre. That one acre could be anything. So I want to ask you, what do we need to do? This the world would look at us and call us Christians. That's what the world needs to see. It doesn't need to see Don Smith. It don't need to see this pain. It don't need to see this length. It needs to see Jesus. So, I want to call your attention to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. We're not going to be here all that long. 
probably be there throughout now. Number one, the Christians in Antioch spoke without ceasing about Jesus. How are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ever put on Christ. We're supposed to be ever talking about Him. We're supposed to be ever witnessing. We're supposed to be ever walking, talking, and shining light of Jesus. We are supposed to be Jesus. We're supposed to allow the outside world. And you can remember, being a sinner in a pagan world like they were was a death sentence. Not like we've got here, but like they've got it over in the third world. About three weeks ago, a pastor that I followed over in Nigeria, the Muslims came in, they burned the church, they killed 50, and they took 40 with them, and they slaughtered them. You see, it don't cost us here. But back then, when they were first called Christians, it meant your life. If the Roman soldiers came into town and found out that you were called a Christian, it meant your life. And they put you to death horribly. But yet, but yet under all that persecution, under all that ungodliness, under, under the suspicion of death, they did not cease to speak about Jesus. And if we're going to be called Christians, if we're going to take off that cosplay uniform of Christians and be a walking, talking life for Christ, we're going to talk about Him without ceasing. That's the first thing they did. The second thing they did, they lived in it. We can talk about being a Christian all we want. But we got to live it. I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it one hundred more. You can't hold hands with the devil. You can't dance with the devil and expect Jesus took the fifth. Many of us are holding on to that one acre. That one acre of sin that we can't give up. That one acre that just has a hold on us. And it totally is it, that one acre is keeping that farmer from harvesting the land. You said, well, my little cigarette doesn't hurt anything. Or my little bottle of wild turkey one on one doesn't hurt anything. It's just me. Nobody sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sees it. You know how I know nobody sees it? Because Jesus said that everything will be answered for. There'll be no idle word. All of us that. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of us that talk about Jesus on Sunday and talk like sailors on Monday and Tuesday, not only is the world noticing, Jesus is noticing. Every idle word will be able to count for. Not only that, they live the word, they walk the word, they talk the word. They don't they tell everybody about Jesus. 
Not only did they witness about Jesus at the cost of their lives, but they lived it. Remember that man who got that acre right out in the middle? The tragedy of that acre is not the man. The tragedy of the acre is the harvest. Because every time he would go to that one acre, that little that one acre that he held back from that man, that one acre that he wouldn't sell, that one thing that he wouldn't give up from God, it was turned into rubbish. You remember in the book of Romans, the 13th chapter, uh, the book of Romans, that, Jesus, that Paul said that the church, that God, the, the, the name of God was blasphemed among the Gentiles because of Rome. Think about that. The name of God is, is, is Think about that. I'm sorry, it's a little hard. Think about that. Think about what Paul said. Now, they lived. Not only did they live. They were a mixed crowd. They weren't black. They weren't black. They weren't Mediterranean. They were all mixed. Jesus didn't come to save your skin. He came to save from sin. I'm Cherokee Indian. It did not take one more drop of blood to save you than it did me. These people did not care. The color of their skin. These people did not care their ethnicity. They just wanted one thing. And that was to tell them about Jesus. Now, in those days, in Antioch, they were a pagan worshiper. And they had all kinds of sexual religions. They gave all those up. They gave up all their sexual sins. They gave up the, whatever they needed, whatever they held on to for the power of God to rest on them that they might be called Christians. Today, how many sexual sins do we hold on to? You've got no reference to take a look at. What about the work in Romans? Romans chapter 1 tells us that when they, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. They worshiped Him as God. And their foolish hearts became dark. We're going down the road, folks. You've got nothing more to lose. We've got nothing more to lose. Look around you. Look at what's going on in our in our government. Look at what's going on in our state. Look at the 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 mores that, that we have lost. Look at the things that we have lost to call ourselves. We call ourselves Christian, but we live, we act, we walk, we talk like the devil. How about anger? Well, he did me wrong. Oh, Jesus said, or Paul said, be he angry and sin not. You know why? Because at Antioch, they were called Christians first because they lived like Christians. The children were offered to idols just like we're doing today. 
You said, Brother Todd, I would offer my childhood to, to, to the devil. Oh, really? Do you know what they're teaching in school? Doctrines of demons. Doctrines of demons. We have sunk it so far that now not only do we live in our own depraved lifestyle, we want to recruit the youngest and the most innocent of it. The last thing was the work ethic. Well, work ethic. They worked for Jesus. They went out, they told, they toiled for Jesus. They told other people about Jesus. They went, they sold with They told them they lived about Jesus. They lived like Jesus. They were called Christians. They didn't hold on to that one acre of land. They gave it all up. The last but not least, why they were called Christians. John. They loved one another. They put each other's needs in front of their own. The Lord said they gave sacrificial. What are we holding on to? What acre of ground are we holding on to? What do we need to give up? You see, it's not the fact that it's us that's harmed. It's the fact that we're messing up the harvest. It's the fact that everybody watches. It's the fact that everybody listens. It's the fact that everybody sees what we're doing. Now, the average drug addict will lose everything he's got, will sell everything he's got, will give everything he's got away. That's an average Christian. Pews across the nation are empty. For the first time in history, there are more closures, more church closures than there are open. For the first time in history, for the first time in history, more people are saying they do not believe in Jesus. At one time, not 10 years ago, 98% of the people told that they believe in God. Now it's down to 18. Why? The name of God is blasphemed among Gentiles because of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're holding on to that one acre, that one sin. We're not totally sold out to God. And you know what the price is in this thing? The price is in that. The price is in that. The price is my grandson. The price is my granddaughter. What are you willing to do? That you might be known as a Christian, a Christ one. As long as you're holding on to that one acre of land, that, that one thing that you're holding back from God, no matter whatever it is, then you're not completely sold out to God. 
It can be anger. It can be alcohol. It can be drugs. It can be sex. Whatever it is. If we're going to affect this town, this county, and we've got things coming up that if I just told you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the, the, the miracle that God's doing in the church. But unless we're so loud, unless we sell out, unless we put Jesus first, unless we sell that acre, that harvest is going to be torn out this day. Unless we quit driving out to that last acre. Unless we quit driving out to the middle. Unless we give it all up and become sold out. It's not us that is bothered. It's the harvest. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Send laborers. We can send all the laborers we want. If the harvest is tore up. And it's tore up by me and you and every other Christian that calls himself sold out that's holding on to that one acre of ground. You know, mistake, when I was growing up, I was surprised that my mom and dad could get up and down the street. I didn't think they had enough common sense. To blow the fuzz off the But the older I get, the smarter they were. My granddad was trying to tell me a lesson, brother Brian. I gotta give up that one acre. I gotta let the whole field go. I can't hold on to one of it because I am what said it holding up the crop. I'm the one. Sold that field and held back that anchor. And it's just nothing. It's all over. And like I said, we've got things coming up. We've got that you just wouldn't believe. God's fixing to bless. God's fixing to pour out a blessing on the freedom of Baptist Church. The lights that we've never seen. It, it's just amazing what God's fixing to do. But we've got to be sold out. We've got to let that one acre go. We've got to go drive over there. We gotta give that one acre up. Because if we don't, no matter how good the farmer is, we're tearing out the field, we're rutting out the field. In Antioch, they were first called Christians. For one reason and one reason no. They sold that acre. They sold that lock, stop and barrel. And right now in the United States, it don't cost us a whole lot to work with God. But I see a time coming in the future, and it ain't going to be very far off. It ain't going to be very far off. We're going to be high in the papers. All you got to do is look around. So, the takeaway from all this is, The Christians were first called Antioch. Christians in Antioch. Because they lived it. They walked it. They talked it. It's easy to talk to Christians life. It's easy to go and, and just come to church on Sunday. 
But it lives a whole lot harder, I think, than you work. It lives a whole lot harder when you're there with your kids. Now, you see, I don't go, I don't go preaching that. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Your kids don't need a friend. Your grandkids don't need a friend. They need somebody to look up to. Because you can talk all the trash you want to, but until you get to live it, they ain't paying attention to you. Well, my father, he always told me these things, but look at him. He's in the boat right here. Sitting on that bottle a little bit, that beer, that cold beer. He didn't went to church. He, would, he, would, he went to church here once in a while. He'd take off on the weekends and we'd go fishing. I love to fish. I love to hunt. One of the greatest things in my life is hunting. I love it. I absolutely love it. But if it comes in between you and Jesus, it's an idol. It's an acre. It's something that we've got to come to a point where we give up. Now all this to say this, that every one of us, every one of us, has an acre of ground that we have to give up. There's a lot of things that I had to give up, and some of them were friends. Some of well, most of them, quit talking, but we're running around with me. Because the, when I fell in love with Jesus, I fell in love with Jesus. I, I, I got the whole love. I'm asking you to fall in love with Jesus. I'm asking you to just set yourself on fire for Jesus. I'm asking you to sell that anger. What stands between you? What stands between you and being so loud? Is it the telephone? Is it Christian power play? What is it? We've all got one. We've all got one. Me and I are. But we've got to come to the front. If we, I don't know that affects the field. If we're going to affect our families. Every one of us, there's not one of us that would die for our kids and our grandkids. Is there anything that you would do for your kids and grandkids? Die from the heart. Will you sell an acre? Will you live for Jesus? Will you put Him number one in your life? Will you make that commitment? All these things are supposed to happen around here, Miss Betty. They're great, wonderful things. But we can't do it all by ourselves. We can't do it all by ourselves. We need workers. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest and laborers in the field. The fields are white to harvest. Look around you. Look around you. The 
hold on to that one acre and keep driving through the field and keep tearing up what God's doing? Or are we going to sell that acre and be sold out to Jesus? Today, our youth is going to go on a trip. They're going to go and Brother Jack is going to preach to them. They're going to be taught the Word of God. They're going to be ministered to. They're going to be have the Word of God brought to them. But if our kids come back and they don't see any change in us, Brother Jack can preach all day long. He can snore and he can rage and put hellfire with the best of them. But if they don't come back here and see the church in The church should be first called Christians at Antioch. We are of an age that we can do a whole lot of things. So you know what you can do? We can sell that acre of land. We can put God first. We can hit this altar and pray for our kids and our grandkids and get out of the way. And let God do what God do. You see, the biggest problem that we have in the Christian life, the biggest problem that I have being a preacher, is not the sin around me. It's the sin in me. You know, we've all we've all heard that story about the Titanic. It wasn't the water outside the boat that sunk. It was the water that got inside the It's not the water that's outside. It's not the evil that's outside this church. You know what I'm saying? It's the people. 